Yo, what's going on, Devil fans? Welcome to the Trap Podcast. I'm your host, Bill Botch, along here with the pickle, and we got a special guest in the house, my buddy Kyle Marcel. Kyle, what's happening, brother? What's going on, brother? Good to be here. Glad to be back for sure. Yeah, it's good to have you back. It is um, <laughs> November 8th, 6.35 p.m., and uh, the Devils suffered a pretty nasty loss last night to the Colorado Avalanche, which we'll talk about later on. Um, but we have an exciting episode for you guys, and um, let's hop right into it. So, uh, so Dad, welcome back. You missed uh, the last two episodes, but um, for a good cause. So why don't you tell everybody about playing Pine Valley for those who don't know Pine Valley is one of the top rated it's rated arguably the number one golf course on the planet by many people um it's not and- maybe it's not maybe the the best golf course on the planet it is the golf best golf course on the planet it was in golf digest when i got home i had a new uh you know golf digest magazine it was rated number one again for 202324 um in front of St. Andrews, Augusta, all of them. All right. So what was your what was your review of it? What, My so review of it guys, was how many times did you guys how many times did you play? We played we played three rounds. Um you know, I played it before two years ago with the same guys. It's pretty cool. If it, for anybody that doesn't know, Pine Valley is a town upon itself. They have their own post office and you know, and it's all built around this one golf course that's almost impossible to get in into. Uh, it's on Tiger Woods' bucket list, if you could, if you could believe that. If, oh know. my God! Oh my <laughs> God! <laughs> but it, it's pretty, it's pretty amazing. And they, you know, it, we to play golf there, you have to stay in one of the cottages or one of the houses. We stayed in the Centennial House, which is biggest property there. Um, eight bedroom suite you know each bedroom is a suite onto itself and it has this huge giant bar which we used quite extensively you have a butler there you have your own golf cart you have a um, putting green in the backyard for you know for drunken wagering late at night um it's it's a pretty special place and the people that work there are pretty special too um one day we had an 85-year-old caddy that has caddied for 14 presidents. Wow. He was 85 years old and he carried he was his bag? 85 years old, carried my bag, walking up and down those hills. You can't take a cart there. Um, it is, you know, it's... I've never played. I've never played a golf course like this where it's all you know. You got to hit to this spot. And you have to hit to that spot. And even if you're for anybody that plays golf, even on a par four, if you get there and two and you don't hit the perfect spot in the green, you could still take a triple. So it's you know you're not going to score real well there. You're you know my I think my my handicap is my handicap's at twelve and they gave me a twenty there. So to just to give you an idea how difficult it is, but it was a good wow. time. It was a good time. Um, a little chilly for, you know, it's in New Jersey. So coming up from Florida to play golf in New Jersey kind of sounds like a bad idea. Um, <clears throat> now, one of the holes is called the devil's asshole. Is that right? 
Um, no, they have Hell's Half Acre, and a, there's a par three that has the devil's asshole in it. There you go. So, I mean, as a devil's <laughs> podcast, um, there's nothing like playing around the devil's asshole. Now so I'm telling you, I, I got a picture of my buddy in front of the devil's asshole. <laughs> if you hit your ball, if you come up a little short of the green, this part three, there's a bunker that's shaped like a cone. It's shaped like a, like an ice cream cone. So if you go, you know, you can go in there, but you're not getting out. So that's why they call it the devil's asshole. I feel like a horse's patoot. um what were you guys what were you guys drinking because i got a text message at about midnight on a thursday um me myself i'm a working man you know i'm a family man home with my my wife and child children and um getting ready for work in the morning i get a text from my father at midnight on a thursday Dude, you sounded like you were drinking moonshine, literally. Well, I was playing with a bunch of guys from Kentucky, and they they actually do. That's that's they drink bourbon and they drink, you know, what do they call it? Clear uh, clear grain, I think they were calling it. No, I I did not drink that. I did not drink that. But you know, having your own bar before you go out is like a dangerous thing. And we, you know, we started off the morning with. With some bloodies and, you know, it just kept going. Yeah, you had yeah, to have Kyle. an excuse why you play bad golf. Yeah, Kyle. So I got a I got a video in the middle of the night and I'm like, I'm laying there and he's just like, Who who's who's texting me? What is that? And I'm like, It's my father and he's shaving a guy's mustache off. This guy with a handlebar mustache. He's got him like down in a chair and they're like shaving this guy's mustache off. And I'm like this guy's my dentist, and he's been he's been growing it since the beginning of COVID, and it's wow. it's like it's it's it was a pretty full mustache, like handlebar, big round curls on, on the end, and uh, yeah, it's about the last and it came off. It's about like, twelve o'clock at night, about twelve o'clock at night. One of the one of the guys from Kentucky has got him in a. Uh, like a, a bear hold and he's just ripping at it with a razor <laughs> with, a, oh with a buzzer so yeah it was it was pretty it was pretty funny um they were saying to give him a charlie chaplin um that's what they were going for but i think he had i think they i think they took too much off they took enough off and put it that way man that's awesome I, i'm i'm jealous and uh for any golf nerds out there i'm sure that's so funny. what did you what did you end up shooting? I shot I shot in the mid nineties, which is like I said, it, you could hit these greens, you could hit the greens in regulation and still still wind up with a triple. I mean, the, it's like putting on a pool table that's you know that's bowed and you know they, the the caddies there are world class. I mean, they're they're absolutely amazing, and the, this was the last week that they were open. So they would all, you know, go off to to medalist and you know Seminole and all these other great courses, but um, you would have a putt, you know, a five foot putt to your left, and he'd say, you know, hit it right ninety degrees. It's like, like why? And he's like, just do it, you know, and you stop asking after a while. Right. So, you play golf, 
Um, I dabble. I'm actually not great, but, um, you know, for work, um, in real estate, you know, it's, uh, there's a lot of golf events, lenders, title people, other realtors. It's always good for business. So I took it up and started playing. Um, I don't have my own set of clubs, so I think that's probably hampers me because I'm always borrowing somebody's. I actually went with Jamie Murray, our buddy, and I use his clubs when I go. Uh, I'm like a 110 guy, maybe my best score is like 99 and, uh, yeah, I'm all right. So speaking of Jamie Murray, today is Jamie Murray's birthday. So shout out to Jamie Murray and he's about to have, he's about to have a baby boy, um, within the next, uh, three days. So, uh, Jamie Murray, an absolute savage uncle Jamie. Savage. Jim, about to have uh, little Nikki. Uh, <laughs> what could go wrong? <laughs> you know, it's funny, Kyle. We were talking, you know, my dad asked me before you hopped on, you know, oh, what does Kyle do for a living? And I was like, oh, he works in real estate. And I was yeah. like, he kind of has his own little thing going on. Um, you know, I was driving through Tom's River and I saw a billboard <laughs> yeah. with your face on it and you were yeah. dressed and you were dressed as – uh, Doctor Evil. That's right. Yeah, <laughs> that's awesome. It's actually my that's not, that's my third billboard. The one before that, I was uh, Maury Povich, and then uh, <laughs> the the one before that, I was I wasn't dressed as Kermit the Frog, but I did like a meme, the Kermit the Frog sipping the tea meme. I try and be a little uh, creative with the billboards instead of doing the usual like you know suit with your arms crossed like i'll show yeah, you how it's, like, it's it corny you know for sure absolutely so, sounds like you hit it on the head <laughs> oh yeah <laughs> I, I was watching this one you like posted on on some social media platform you were like showing a house in this video and you were like oh no this is great and then in the backyard they have a they have a hot tub and you can get all freaky and weird in there if you want <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I just I'm not even kidding, dude. I pretty much uh kind of created a my own little lane where I can kind of say and do whatever I want uh and I kind of I veer away from the uh the typical professionalism because it's it's kind of it's stale and people want down to earth, you know. I go down and I show a house like you know, maybe the first time I meet you, if I don't know you, uh, I'll show up in like a decent outfit, like khakis and, you know, a sweater or something. But, you know, second time we're going out, it's sweatpants, coffee. And, you know, I'm walking in a house and I'm like, listen, this house fucking sucks. Let's get out of here. You know what I mean? Let's <laughs> on to the next one. You know what I mean? And that's what people want. That's what they want to hear. They want they want um, someone who's going to uh, be down to earth. They're not going to try and sell them. And that's that's try, what I try and do. You know, I try and um, try and uh, just be normal just be a normal human being that's not trying to uh rip somebody off which is so. very hard to do for some of us being normal, <laughs> yeah. being normal in, especially in our group of friends is not very easy, well so. i can tell you this it, you know there's sixty thousand realtors in the state of new jersey and uh about fifty nine thousand are totally bizarre and should not be in the business they are socially weird and just Right. They're either socially inept or they're they're it's so egotistical it's insane. So that's what I try and do with the billboards too. I like make fun of all that and stuff. So yeah. it's been very very good for me. I'll just keep yeah, it's working in my lane. You know, You're killing it, dude. Um, yeah, yeah. You know, one of the things that is also pretty I find pretty comical about you is um, 
and I've I've been following this, is uh, you got season tickets this year, um, and you have. Can you tell people about this seat that you have in front of you? And, and what's going <laughs> so, on game to game? It is so insane. I don't know. I just feel like weird shit happens to me all the time. But okay, so I, my my uh, my seats are section five, uh, row uh, row nine, seats ten and eleven. Okay, so we specifically got those seats because um, it's in the corner of the rink and so there's only like this this little two pairing and so there's about four or five rows where there's only two seats so there's nobody on the left because that's where the the aisle is and then there's nobody on the right um because there's like this spacing where the you know the other you know the rest of the section starts so we specifically chose those um i don't know why but apparently the seats in front of us uh it, it they just get sold randomly to to singles um so <laughs> Uh, every time we go there, there's just one random person that's not there with anybody else. It's just like a lone wolf guy. Right. And so the first time, uh, and I put it on my Instagram, you know, uh, the guy was, he wasn't wearing anything, uh, you know, that was devil related, except for then he went and he put his leg up to cross his legs and he had these, these devil socks that he had <laughs> that showed through his jeans. And I'm like, this is so weird. Like he's not wearing... No jersey, no sweatshirt, no hat, no anything. He was in like a button up and, you know, jeans. And he just had this very discreet, these socks. And I'm like, all right, this is kind of, you know, this it's kind of cool. Like, I guess like he's just, you know, whatever. And then, you know, the second period goes and I realized this guy's by himself. So it's starting to get a little weirder. And then in between periods, he was playing chess by himself on his phone. <laughs> and I was like, man, this guy is a serial killer for sure. Yeah. Absolutely. <laughs> serial killer uh so that was the first game and then the next game another dude lone wolf goes to the game by himself this guy was actually wearing a devil's jersey but then i look at his phone because i'm right behind him and his screensaver is and i don't this is for you know going back nickelodeon times rugrats the tv show angelica (laughs) she played with a doll it was called cynthia that was what his background was for his phone. And I'm going, what is this? It's so bizarre. Dude. Grown man. <laughs> yeah, grown man. <laughs> got to be in his mid-30s. And he's got this phone background. And he's by himself at the Devils game, losing his mind on every play. Hated Brendan Smith, was cursing Brendan Smith every single play. Okay. But who doesn't do that? So actually, that made him actually normal when he was doing that. I was like, oh, he's probably a normal dude. Uh, but yeah, it seems that every game we go to, there's a, there's a new lone wolf and they have something that is peculiar about them. He, he sounds like a, a real poon hound. I'm sure he's really, uh, sure he's really, really good with the ladies. Um, yeah, yeah, exactly. Yeah. But, uh, are you going Friday? Uh, yeah, I'm going to go Friday. Cool. Um, I have, um, tickets which I, I, you know, this I got these back. I don't even know, in probably July for this magic show. My girl girlfriend saw it on Instagram or something. It's like David Blaine's uh, protege. The guy's name's Aussie Wind, and he does this inner circle magic show or something like that. I mean, it looks cool, I guess. Um, that's in New York City on the 18th. So, um, mm. kind of annoyed about it now that um, you know. I won't be able to go to the first Ranger game, but. Eh, what are you going to do? 
Uh, if it makes you yeah. feel any better, I'm actually going down into the tunnel and I'm high fiving the team as they go out onto the ice. Oh, <laughs> very game. nice. That's so, funny because I can't even get uh, my my voucher for my four hundred dollars in food that they're supposed to give me. That doesn't work. So every game I go and I'm just ripping, you know, sixty dollars for chicken fingers and the sodas and whatever else. Now, so. are you able to swallow chicken fingers, or do you choke on them? <laughs> I, don't, I don't have that. I don't have that issue. But I, uh, I think what I'm going to do is I'm going to brush up on my uh, my Heimlich maneuver just in case we hang out, so I can <laughs> not feel bad. Friends, you... help, friends, helping friends. That's what I mean by being part of the trap community. Is that <laughs> it's a it's it, we have to look after one another and. Um, <laughs> Exactly. And you'll, you'll get the $400 food voucher, but none of the stands will be open. There'll be no employees <laughs> to serve you any food or, 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 or beverages. Uh, well, every time I go, uh, you know, we pull out the phone and the girl goes, you don't have the QR code. And we're like, well, where, how are we supposed to get it? She's like, go see guest services. And by the time, you know, we're, we have our food, you know, we're about to sit down. The game's, the puck's about to drop. I'm like, whatever. So I don't know. It's not working. <laughs> Um, you know, we'll hop into what we've seen over the past two games and we'll, we'll get into last night, but you know, I've been thinking about what do I want to say when the players come out? I want to, I want to say something, you know what I mean? Like, so I've been thinking about what I want to say, and this has to be like the first thing that comes to mind for me is I just want to yell when there's the most amount of them in the area at the same time is Stick up for one another. Yeah. Stick up for one another. Yeah. Like, I mean, I think that this has become something that is a serious problem. I really do. I believe that this is a real problem for the Devils. Uh, I think we're soft. And, you know, you saw, I mean, who are the best coaches in the NHL? John Cooper would definitely be up there in the top five for sure. And he brought it up just recently this week, and he said, I think that people are underestimating the power of intimidation and um, the difference between trying to go out and get a goon for your team that defends your players and the culture that the Tampa Bay Lightning has built with the toughness that surrounds that team is that their star players stick up for one another. These aren't these aren't just fourth line players that are going after people. If you were to go after, you know, Kucherov, Braden Point's going to come after you. Victor Hedman's going to go after you. Stamkos will go after you. And that is something that our the our team has been. We have leaders, and we have the star players on our team, and then we have the role players, and the role players are the only people that are willing to try to stand up for one another. But being honest, they don't really even do that either. So. If your role players and your glue players aren't sticking up for your team physically, don't expect your star players to either. And the past couple games, to me, um, have really, I think, I think that teams know that we are soft. And um, you look at what happened to Nico Heischer. You look at what happened to, you know, Luke Hughes last night. And... Um, we have a gaping hole. This is not a, and this is not a one person fix. So like a good player would be who you, you know, 
wouldn't be a deficiency and wouldn't be a liability on the ice, but could go out there and defend your players and play a physical game would be a guy like Tom Wilson, for instance. He would be, let's say, he would be a great addition to a team like this. It's more than one player. You need everybody to buy in. And I I would be lying to you if I said I wasn't concerned about us being figured out a little bit. We play with a lot of speed, and um, the physicality has definitely started to catch up with us. And I look at our bottom six, and I look at some of these guys who are supposed to play a little bit of a heavier game, a little bit more of a straight line game, and they're not doing anything that warrants them being on the team because they don't have the skill set. And if you're not going to play heavy, a guy like Nate Bastion, for instance, I love Nate Bastion, but he hasn't done shit all year. And if you're going to be a fourth line player with the size that he has, and you're not going to produce, you have to go out there and throw your body throw and, be, and, and be a physical force and set people straight to where, listen, we're not going to get pushed around. And he hasn't done that at all. I'm not singling out Nate Bastion. I'm talking about, majority of our our bottom six um dad what what are your i mean i agree a hundred percent i agree a hundred percent what you're saying i watched the game twice i watched it last night then i watched it again today and that stuck out so much i you know a lot of time i'll talk to billy in between periods and and i'll be telling him what i think and he'll be like yeah i don't think so blah 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 so i you know i watch the game a couple times uh usually and nate bastion stuck out to me he's a guy that you know and i feel the same way that you do i love nate bastion but um but you gotta you gotta be physical he he was pulling up from hits along the boards when they were just like they were just pumbling us. Um, he's, you know, he's got one assist the first 11, 12 games. You gotta, you gotta do more than that. You have to, you have to contribute. You gotta be hard to play against. Um, if you're not going to be one of the, you know, if you're not going to be one of the skill guys, you got to be hard to play against and you have to stick up for your guys. I was really happy to see, you know, Dougie Hamilton, who's probably never had a fight. Um, I loved seeing him go after Miles Woods after, after Wood, you know, just started taking shots at us. Yeah. Um, yeah. I mean, Kyle, what do you, you you got any, you want to chime in on, on our toughness or? Oh yeah. I mean, it, I've been saying it for a couple of years now, but it's really showing now and it really, um, I I don't want to say came to a head, but because it's already been there, but, uh, yesterday it really showed. And speaking of, uh, you know, golf and the devil's asshole, you have Miles Wood, the devil's asshole, come over and lay like an insane hit. And, um, you know, he should be they should have four players surrounding him, you know, going after him. It was ridiculous. Um, And when you look at the entire roster. And, I, you know, I, I frequent the forums on online, whether it's Facebook group chats with the Devils or whatever. And, you know, I'll, I'll drop a comment like, hey, you know, you know, we don't have enough toughness. And, and I always get all this flack back from other fans. Well, we're not that type of team anymore. And, you know, we're, you know, we're all skilled now. And it's like, well, that's not 
what's going to win you a cup, especially in the playoffs. You have to be balanced. You have to, you know, be tough. That's look in Vegas. You know, those guys play with a chip on their shoulder. That's why they won the cup. You know, they were rolling four lines. Um, we don't have a guy like Kachuk that is just, you know, I mean, who, who who's a guy like that? Maybe Timo, but Timo. he's not even, you know, but he's not, he's not as tough as I'd like him to be. You know, um, I know he's going to get in there and and lay some hits and, he, and he's going to be an agitator. But there's a difference between, you know, agitation and intimidation. And I think we have zero intimidation factors. Even our biggest guys, Ball, you know, you know, got a monster, you know, huge on skates. Not that intimidating, you know, and I think it's because they're young, too. We don't have anybody that's in there, you know, or we don't have a, a, a large roster of players that's, you know, in their early 30s or late 30s. We're young kids and young kids are, you know, maybe these kids just don't want to fight because, like I said, they're based on skill. So, um, I don't know. It's it's frustrating for sure. Yeah, I mean, I couldn't agree more. Um, you know, you, you bring up Miles Wood. It's like I can't figure out if I hate Miles Wood more as a devil <laughs> more as, a, as an avalanche player but he clearly took a run at siegenthaler i mean clear clearly yeah. and it's left like, his skates it actually should have been a penalty it was pathetic i was it, screaming it was, at my tv screaming he basically tried to run him through the boards um and uh and then he scores a shorthanded goal and it's like oh, oh that killed and, then, yeah. and then he goes on nhl network today and says yeah i knew exactly where i was gonna shoot because i play versus vanacek and he's not good at this and i'm just like are you kidding me you don't have <laughs> fucking brain cells like yeah. shut up just yeah shut up. but um so miles wood was infuriating yeah uh, sure and and you look at like, we'll get into like this ross colton play and like what is the deal with how many how many players do you think there are in the NHL that grew up Devils fans? Seriously. Not a lot. <laughs> no, there, there's not a ton. There's not a ton. But it seems like every Four? hockey every hockey player that comes from Jersey seems to be a dick. I mean, Jesus. That was or a like, Flyers or a Flyers fan. Look at Goudreau. Terrible. Goudreau was a Flyers fan, right? Yeah. R- Russ Colton went it completely lost his mind last night. Now, the hit on Luke Hughes, I don't think it was as dirty as some people think it was. They were both going for the puck, and then Hughes did turn his back a little bit. What I think happened was Luke thought that he was giving, he was seceding the puck pretty much and allowing Colton to take the inside and basically get to the puck, and Colton went and finished his check. Now, while I don't think it was – I think it was a penalty. I don't think it was worth a five-minute major. I don't think it was a game misconduct type of play. But it was incredibly dangerous. Like, that is a very, very dangerous play. And any time that somebody's going into the boards and is that far away from the boards – I mean, we've seen it time and time again where guys are barreling down after a puck – and then you always get the guy that gives that little cross check to the lower back of a dude. It's never much. And it causes a really weird entrance into the boards with somebody losing their footing. It just happened to Kel McCarr just recently. Um, and that we were very fortunate to not lose Luke Hughes um, for the rest of the game. He ended up, he, he took a couple shifts off and was able to come back out. But, and then I guess he figured that 
Timo and or somebody else on the Devils was going to come after him, which we never did, and he just cross-checked him in the face. Like, that was out of nowhere. So, right. Um, and he ended up, he got a $5,000 fine today. Uh, what you should get a suspension? No. They didn't no, suspend no suspension. Um, and we talked about this on the last episode, the 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 devil or the devils, the players association has a very like weird situation where they have to defend the players from being suspended because that's how they're paid. And they don't want the league to get suspension happy and to cost them money. Uh, but at the same time, they have to try to protect the players as well. So it's like, they're always like in this weird limbo, you know? And um, I don't know if it was, I don't know if it was suspension worthy, but uh, it was a dirty play, which led to a seven-minute power play, uh, and Holtz ended up taking a, a penalty on it, which was it was a penalty for sure. But people do that in the power play all the time; is they basically are trying to get the guy's stick out of the passing lane. Um, and like growing up, I always felt like it's your job to hold on to your stick. You know what I mean? If you drop your stick because someone hits your stick, right? It's like, come on, man! You're a grown man. Hold on, your you have to hold on to your stick. So he ends up taking a penalty, but my God, the the odd man rushes and the I mean the it's like the shorthanded goal. It was just the second period was disgusting. And what was weird was they came out in the first period. They got off to a really hot start the first five minutes, and then what they did was. They sacrificed their body. They blocked a lot of shots. So Palat blocked a shot. Kevin Ball blocked that big shot that he had to limp off the ice. Timo Meyer blocked a shot. McLeod blocked a shot. And all these guys were sacrificing their body. And it was like one of these games where you knew that they were going to have to go above and beyond if they were going to try to win this game without Heischer and without Hughes. And I, I, it was good. It was. I felt like, all right, they're willing to do things that they normally don't do because this is – a prove it game almost. Uh, but then the second period rolled around and it was brutal. They got caved in on um, the amount of odd man rushes were, were awful. Uh, and the, the Smith Hughes pairing got caved in for the second game in a row. They had two of the, the lowest analytic games out of anybody on the team. At one point you have to manage who's on the ice. And I get it. Once you get hemmed in, it's hard to get people off, but to have the McKinnon and Ranton in line out there with Brendan Smith and Luke Hughes skating circles around them, that was a recipe for disaster. Um, and the forwards were no better. The, the forwards didn't back check, and they, they had bad turnovers. Um, overall, the game was really sloppy. Defensively, we have some issues, for sure, that I actually, I really actually am seriously concerned about. I... I don't think that the sky is falling, but I do believe that the Devils are just an average team right now. I think th- I think they should shuffle those lines though, because I mean, if you look at if you look at the plus minus, um, you know, Marino had a good offensive game, I thought last night. But I mean, uh, Marino Ball together, they just you know they were constantly in the wrong place. Um, we were we were playing east to west last night. All of those bad passes going across, pinching at the wrong time. It was it was pretty it was pretty bad. 
It was it was definitely pretty bad. There were a lot of mental mistakes, and it wasn't one guy making a mental mistake. It was like it seemed like everybody was. Uh, Dougie, you know, going up against the boards on the giving up that one goal, and then coming back and scoring. Um, there's there was just a lot. I I do think that Ball is playing uh, physical. I I like his I like his gnarliness. I think he is gonna. I think he is midway through the year. He's going to be a guy that people are going to have to look out for, especially when they're in front of the net. What about you, Kyle? Uh, I think it was a bad game. It was a bad game all around. It was really frustrating to watch. Um, just like you were saying, just the the odd man rushes the defense. Uh, some of the offensive zone entry. I mean, that was the uh, there was a, a goal on the result of, I believe, uh, who was it that ran into uh, Wilman ran into yeah Lazar, yeah Wilman yeah. you know ran into Lazar and it was like that was like amateur hour you yeah, you know it's I mean, that hockey. was a really 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 bad play and um, we just kind of look lost. I I hate to say it we we look lost without Hughes out there. Um, and even though Nico wasn't producing, or uh, and, and Nico hasn't been the Nico that we all know and love um, in the beginning of the season, having him out is is also affecting us as well. There's two major players in the game that we really need back. Hughes makes things happen. He brings a different energy. Um, so uh, you know, we really need to get him back. But I guess we'll have to weather the storm without him. With that being said, uh, I thought Vanacek actually played pretty decent. Uh, you know, with the exception of maybe one or two bad goals, but uh, you know, he's making pretty decent saves out there. I'm not really too worried about Vanacek. I'm really worried, like you are, Bill, about the defense. The defense is really shaky. Really, really shaky. And I mean, we gotta get I mean, you talk about it every single episode until he's gone, which he's never gonna be gone because I I, I apparently him and Lindy Ruffer in some kind of a, you know, bromance, but you know, Smith's got to go. It's just, it's just, it's bad. You know, we need to get some other, uh, someone else in there. Yeah. I mean, what's crazy is, uh, John Marino has actually looked better and he's actually playing better. And the phenomenal, I thought he's been playing great. Yeah. I think, I think Marino looks like he's back. Um, and they're still, they're still way off. They're way off. Like it's not, it's not good. Um, they are not transitioning the puck. So we're not able to use our speed as much. I'm I'm very disappointed. And I am worried. Like, I will say it. I don't think the sky is falling. I don't think that we are a top five team. I don't think we're a bottom five team either. I think that we are somewhere in the middle of the pack of the entire league right now. And sure. I, I understand that we have two of our franchise players that are injured. But to be honest with you, they we weren't really... We weren't really. We didn't look good when they were here either. Um, mm. We ha- we haven't played a game yet where we look like the team from last year. And I agree. Uh, I said that there would be regression, and I believe that. And I thought there was a lot of hype around this team in the off season. Yeah. I worried about the back end. Um, and right now we are twenty sixth in the league for goals for. So think about that. Then we're the eighth highest in the league for most goals against. So, I mean, that's not a good combination. Um, 
our shooting percentage on all shots. We're 30th in the NHL. We are 26th in the league for save percentage for shots on goal. And we're 28th in the league in shots that are blocked. So, I mean, these are very, like, these are stats that we are in the bottom, not just bottom half, we're in the bottom quarter of the league. We're supposed to be better than this. I I think that if... I think that Hughes is going to be out for a substantial amount of time. And I do believe that Nico is going to be out for a couple weeks. And I, I don't want to hit the panic button, but you're getting to a point where you look at the standings right now. We're third in the Metro and we'll do it by let's let's just do it by conference. So we're third in the Metro. We have 15 points. Well, 10th place in the conference is one game behind us. So, and we have a game at hand over Florida, over the Islanders, over the Capitals. Um, So, what? Carolina, too, I think. Carolina, what? I think we have a game at hand against them. No, they have a game at hand on us, is what I'm trying to say. Really? I thought it was the other way. Carolina has played one more game than us. We have a game yeah. in hand versus them, but that means that these other teams have two games. Gotcha, 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 them. gotcha, gotcha. But I mean, it it hasn't been, it's been disappointing. Um, and I think that's okay. Like, it's okay to be disappointed. It's okay to have high expectations. It's the first time that we've gone into a season and we've expected our team to be really good. That's the first time. So I thought that there would be a little bit of disappointment or a little bit of letdown to live up because the expectations that we had that we going into the seasons were was just so incredibly high that it would be hard to live up to that. You know what I mean? Like, let's be real. And then you like, think about it, think about all the good teams and what their expectations are going into the season every year. Think about the Toronto Maple Leafs and think about the Edmonton Oilers. And, you know, you can go down the list. Think about the Colorado avalanche last year. These are all good teams, but, just because you're a good team, you're still so far away from being a Stanley Cup champion. And you look at the way that the Vegas Golden Knights have played at the beginning of the year. That is what a championship team looks like. And we are not playing even on the same planet as them. That is a big, physical, heavy team who plays the game the right way and has swag. And we don't have any swag right now for the amount of talent that we have on our team. Agreed. And you look at our roster, too, and, you know, all of a sudden, you know, now you see names like Tierney and Willman and, you know, Lazar, who I, who I kind of like, but, you know, not for nothing. He really didn't have a great game last night. Um, Bastion, but Lazar's been good. Lazar has been, has been good, but, you know, you know, the tallest midget, maybe. It's like. Lazar has been good. Lazar has been not the problem at all. Like I don't think Lazar. I well, he Lazar plays. He plays great. Night roster. He he plays gritty. He plays good along the boards. I like the way he. You know he's physical, um, but he plays like a fourth liner. Not not. I don't think he's a third liner. I think that uh, when you start breaking down the roster, there are certain players that really need to step up and. 
we're constantly saying, all right, well, maybe, you know, playoff Palat or, okay, well, I can't have Palat do nothing for the entire season and then, you know, just have him do something in the playoffs. Dude needs to step up being completely non-existent. Feel the same way about Timo Meyer. Three goals and six assists. Okay, great. But guess what? You're top 40 best, play, you know, uh, highest paid players in the league now. You know, so then you got to play like it. You know, you have to, you know, why is Tyler Toffoli the best player on the ice or scoring, or I shouldn't say the best player on the ice, scoring, you know, the most goals for us and, and contributing the most, you know? I don't know. I, it's, yeah. It's, it's, I, I, I think, I think that Meyer's been driving play for us. I, I think, think that I think Meyer has stepped up. I, 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 personally, I think he stepped up, I but like, you know, and I, I, I go at uh, my buddy Talon about this. He loves Meyer, and I know you love Meyer too. But here's my thing: I'd seen Meyer like not finish a hell of a lot this season. You know, he's got to be the finishing guy, and hopefully, maybe he'll get it. You know, but um, it, my whole thing is when you have a player that's making, you know, almost nine million. When you start to compare them to all the other players that are making nine million or almost nine million, I he's in the lower bracket of those players. And you, I mean, we could probably break it down. I don't have the stats next to me, but uh, you know, I just think he needs to just produce a little bit more. I think he's driving play, but I I need to see more production. In my opinion, you know, I'm yeah, maybe no, I'm being too critical. You know, I'd like to see him get on the board too, but. He rang one off the post in the last game. I mean, not in the game, uh, not in the game last night. The the game on Chicago, Chicago, he yeah. Went off the post, and then he's been getting opportunities. He's been getting shots on net. He's a little bit snake bitten, but for had, sure, he's had points in like I think three of his last four games. He's been one of our only players that, to me, is actually like pushing play. I don't care that Dawson Mercer scored a goal. He has one point. One point. Non-existent. 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 Don't even know. Don't even know he's on the ice. It's really, really bad, dude. Really bad. Awful. So. I thought his last couple games were pretty good. I mean, I don't think he's not. You know, he's not putting up. He's not putting up the stats that he put up last year. But I think I think his last couple games were pretty decent. I think well, his game against Chicago was. Too. So he's playing. He's playing with Meyer, and last night he right. played with Meyer and Palat. Like so, but it's like. At some point, dude, you have to make something happen. He's not forechecking right. hard. He's not throwing the body. He's not playing physical. He's not a dog. He's not Merce dog. Yeah. What's I not don't know. to know? I think I I think he is. I see. I see something different, and that's what I'm talking about. I'm talking about the eye test versus the the stat sheet and stat scorecard and all this other stuff. I think the last couple games, I think, have been have been. His far best games this year. They're based not, you know, what, he's though, not playing. Now, based off of he's had he's had a lot of opportunities the last last two games. He's had a lot of opportunities the last two games. He's had a lot of uh, in front of the net chances where you know his he just looks games, he looks his better. His last two games has been the best two games that he's played this season. He's played. We played twelve games. He was a complete disaster for the first 10 games. So we're not really comparing 
these last two games compared to much. Would you say that he? You think I, that I don't think he's his... been. A, I don't think he's been a, a complete disaster. No, I wouldn't agree with that. I, I honestly don't. I honestly don't, and it's not because I like this guy or I don't like that guy. I wouldn't say he's been a complete disaster. I still see him. I still see him dogging pucks, and you know, uh, and help me out, man. You don't have to agree with me. I will normally have to agree with me. I normally. Actually, when I listen to the to the episodes, I'm normally agreeing with um, with the pickle pretty much all the time. <laughs> uh, but this, I I think he's just been absolutely atrocious. He's he's atrocious. off to it. He's off to a tough start, just like they were For saying. Sure. Timo sure. gets off to a tough start every year. Mm-hmm. If you look at him, he doesn't score in the first six games. It takes him ten scoring. games to get I'm his. Not, I don't even care about scoring. I'm talking about pace of play. Four check, being involved in the play, creating turnovers, not turning the puck over, being hard to play against, playing away from the puck, any of it. I, I would put all those things into uh, one word and confidence, and he is skating with zero confidence. You know, I, I, you see him get the puck, and he's not making confident decisions and plays with the puck. He's constantly missing passes or he's making the wrong decisions, sending it, whatever. Um, you know, he's just not playing confident at all. And, and so maybe hopefully he'll get that confidence. Um, but it, it's not just him. It's there's, no, there's no, several other guys that really need to step up. Like we said, you know, like and, uh, I think Palat's there. Yeah. I love the way Holtz has been playing. I don't, you know, going back to a, a previous episode, where he talked about, you know, Lindy Ruff and how he, you know, he has this thing with Holtz. And I totally agree with you to bring that up. I absolutely hate the way that, um, you know, they're using this kid. Um, even I think he sat him in the third period, right? For, for a decent amount. He played 10 I don't know why they're doing that. I don't know why they're doing it. I get that he made a mistake, but that was a mistake. You, you know, other than that, the kid's been playing super hard. Entire game. Yeah, and, and you single him out, and yeah, it's great. And like Tierney is the only player on the entire team that played less minutes than Alexander Holtz last night, and which Tierney is pathetic. Is in zero position to be throwing the puck into the middle of the ice that cost the goal last night. Sure, he's he's horrible. Like at this point, yeah. get him off the yeah. ice. Bring in Tice Thompson. Tice Thompson. Tice Thompson really? for sure. Agreed. Like, Absolutely. Break. It's like bring up somebody, bring up somebody, bring up some of the young guys. It's I don't think it's no position to be turning the puck over in your own end. No, yeah, absolutely. Alexander Holt shouldn't be the guy that's below. That's the next guy when it comes to the least amount of ice time on the team. I agree. That's ridiculous. It's insane. It's insane, and I think he's been playing like really solid. He's been making. Some really smart plays, whether you know whether it's a you know an entry or just a, you know his work off the puck. I'm telling you, I, I I've actually kept my eye on him. When he gets on the ice, I'm kind of just focusing on him because I'm you know I, I'm critical about it. All right, let's see the kid, and he's been just really impressive to me. Um, he's playing you know, in the wrong spot. Yeah. I mean, that's, you know, it, if you want to be, if you want to have physical lines, make physical lines. It's, right. 
but everybody's got to buy into it. Getting back to that, everybody's got to buy into Agreed. that. Agreed. And seeing, seeing our fourth line bastion not, who really is, you, you know, he just, he stood out so much last night. That there, you know, he's the big guy. He's the strong guy. If somebody's got to go do battle, you know, it's going to be him or ball. It's, you, you got to play physical. I mean, especially when you're, when you're being softened up all the way around and your guys are getting, are getting creamed. It's like you, you got to get in there and play your kind of game. It also, it also shows you what happens when, you know, Mike McLeod doesn't have a great game. Right. And it's like McLeod, I mean, McLeod, I'm not saying he played bad, but, you know, you need Mike McLeod to play good if you're going to have two of your other, your, your top two centers out. If McLeod has a bad game, you're really, you have no support down the middle of the ice. Right. And I'm not going to lie. Let's say everybody comes back. Tyranny is the first person to go. Let's be real. But if you're talking Max Wilman over Bastion right now, it's only been two games for Max Wilman. He's looked better than Bastion, not because he scored. So take that away. I'm talking about his effort, um, his all-around game to me. I'd rather see Max on fourth line than than um than Bastion right, right now. But they're but the you know, that's that's like playing Holtz on there. They're two different kinds of players. Uh, Bastion's supposed to be a role player, and his problem is he's not playing his role. He's not playing the he's heavy guy. A very similar type player to to Nate Bastion. He doesn't I don't think he's got the size and strength that Bastion has. Do you think you don't think do that you, Max Wilman could play the fourth on a fourth line? I think he could play on a fourth line. I, I definitely think he could play on a fourth line, but I think that everybody has a role to play, and I don't think that you know. I I think that you could put him. You could put him wherever. So I just Bill's wonder. Bill Bill's going to look up the size. I'm looking. I'm looking right now. I'm doing, I, I, I am. Wait. I am doing I it right wait. now because it's because <laughs> it's a, you know. It, what does it's it matter? <laughs> well, I can well, tell you this. It, Nate Bastion is not playing like Nate Bastion in the fall, you know, or in early winter last year. You know, right before he got hurt, you know, when we won 13 games, kid was playing phenomenal. He's not playing like that whatsoever. He's playing nothing like that. Uh, you know, he's just a, he's a non-factor. He's non-existent. And so, you know, you're exactly right that, yeah. I would take Max Wilman over him well, and, t- 10 times out would, of 10 right now. He's definitely much more skilled, but I mean, Bastion's 6'4", you know, 205. What and does Wilman's, it matter? I'm talking about the kind of game you're playing, what you, what, you, what you plan on doing, what's your approach to the game, what's the game plan. And the game plan is you have to have some guys, just like last night, you have to have some guys. When somebody's out there and they're pumbling um, – Luke Hughes into the it, uh, into is, the wall. He's if you're six foot or if you're six foot three. If you're going to play the same role, because I think I think that you know somebody that's thirty pounds heavier and four inches taller no, is going to is six foot tall. Yeah, it's you're talking apples and bowling balls. It's not the not the same thing. You're talking about the best defenseman. Why does you a know? have to be like I just I, that doesn't make any sense to me. Like a person doesn't have to be three inches taller than another person to play a good physical, strong game. Like 
Uh, he uh, doesn't. He doesn't. Look at Marshawn. You know, I get it. I get what you're saying. Yeah, let's talk I, about I, third I, and fourth liners. Let's talk about guys who are I'm role players. Just let's fourth liner. Just talk fourth about line. fourth line. Okay. What about what about Coleman? No, I I get what you're saying. I understand what you're saying. But those, like, you know, I, I get what you're saying. I haven't seen enough Willman to to you know stick a pin in him and say this is the guy and stuff. I think what he what, what I, he's saying what I is can like, do is I can take the pin at a bastion and say why the fuck aren't you playing the the way you're supposed to play and doing what you're supposed to do. That's what I'm saying. I think what so, in, in so Willman may be the guy. In, in regard to the maybe the uh, the specs of the of the player, I think what he's saying is, if you roll out on a fourth line, which is you know your crash line, you want to make something happen or whatever, no matter how hard they play, if it's you know four guys that are like, or I'm sorry, three guys that are like you know Marty St. Louis, no matter how hard they play, if they go up against another fourth line, uh, you know that's a bunch of six foot two or above bruisers, they're you know they're going to get beat. Yeah, I mean, just no matter how hard you play, are they? Because we have six foot three guys out on the ice right now. Right, right. Well, and that's what I'm. Well, again, that's and that's what we're talking about. And that's what I said Once earlier. Again, play, play our, our guys that are our guys that are six foot three. You got like Kevin Ball. Kevin Ball plays sometimes like he's five foot nine. He doesn't play like he's Zidane Chara. You know what I mean? And I'd like him to be like that. I'd like him to be more intimidating. I don't see one intimidating player on our team, even Timo Meyer. I would, you know, I'm not intimidated by Timo Meyer from the outside looking in. I'm not putting on a pair of skates. So, but like, if you if were going out then, there, <laughs> right? If I'm if I'm thinking that, then so are the, so are the so are the rest of the teams that are out there playing. So, you know, you agree that the Vegas Golden Knights are built perfectly for the playoffs. If you go through their roster and you look, these aren't all six three foot guys. Like, these are just guys that are hard workers that. Play the body, they play the game the right way, they're disciplined, they're sacrificed their body. Like, that's it. Okay, how big you are. Like, that doesn't matter. Right. It doesn't and it, it, it and does it come down to. If you're a big player that plays big, yes. But, you know, look at the Van Reemsdyke brothers. They're huge. They're soft as shit. You know what I mean? Like, it doesn't matter. It doesn't matter how big you are. It matters how hard you play. No, I mean, I agree. I agree. At to a certain extent, the, yeah. <laughs> I, I think you know, being being big helps it for sure. You know, I mean, we're, that's why we have to protect our little guys. You know, at the end of the day, it's play to your strength, and every player should be playing to their strength. And a guy like uh, a guy like um, Bastion should be playing to his strength, which is physical. And a guy like Holtz shouldn't be playing with a guy like Bastion on the fourth line. He should be playing up. And I know we talk this shit to death and right. stuff, but I mean, but I mean, let it, you know, coach them the right way, put them in the right spot to succeed. It's not not have you you know not have uh, moving Lazar off a of fourth line and leaving Holtz down there. It just doesn't make any sense. Well, not for nothing, you keep Brendan Smith, and not to pick on Brendan Smith. No, I hear he you. I hear you. Over his head, it's not his fault that he's not that good. Like, and I we have no him. problem shuffling the right. offense a million Why are you times. You have Brendan Smith in the lineup if he's not willing to be a role player. So no, I, exactly. Exactly. It's not, and his role isn't to take penalties. His role is to be one of the physical guys. 
Like so, it's like be physical without being an asshole, taking a penalty. You're a big old slow dude. If someone is taking liberties with your star players, be a father figure and go out there and just throw them. You know how bad you are. You Absolutely. know you're getting killed. Throw them. At least then the fan base will be like, hey, at least he has the balls to go out there and, and get down. You know what I mean? Um, I think the Devils are going to have to make a move for a defenseman if they want to if they want to hang around and be yeah, legit. I don't. I don't think we have anything in in the AHL hanging around, like waiting for what are we waiting for Colin Miller to come back, or you know what are we going to do? Oh, we have Nemitz. I mean, no, what? we do have Nemitz, but yeah. once again, we need we need some defense too. We need some defense too. We need some of these guys to be playing a little better defense, I, and we can't count on guys like Marino. I think Marino was so good last year because he wasn't p- trying to to be uh, Severson this year. You know what I mean? No, Severson was on the third pairing, so I think Severson is is playing the. I think that's the Luke Hughes role. I think Marino is in the same spot that he was. But okay, we get a def- We need to get a defenseman. Where's that coming from? How, how does that even happen? You so know? I like I like Nikita Zadorov. To me, he's he's got the size that Dad likes. He could play. He's three point seven five million dollar contract for the rest of the year. He's going to be a free agent. He plays nasty. Talks a little too much for my liking. If I'm being honest, he's got a lot to say about everything. But he's mm-hmm. twenty eight. He's twenty eight years old. And he's tough. And if he's a guy that you could use in the playoffs for sure, Calgary is in the middle of a fire sale. They're tanking. They benched Hubido last night. He's been awful since he's gone up to Calgary. Um, yeah. I, I don't. Did think, you ever see that coming? I don't think Tanev is going to be available. I think Tanev would cost a lot of money, and Hannafin is going to be way too out of our price range. We don't have a spot for him. We're up with a guy that I think the Devils might want to seriously consider uh, targeting. But what does it take to get him? What's you know what what do we give? Uh, it's going to be a pick and a prospect, probably. Hmm. I mean, at this point, like Graham Clark, right? You've had your opportunity. Right. Um, here, Kyle, mute me until you're ready to talk because you're yeah. halfway dead. Sorry. Hold on. Um, all right. Anyway, uh, we have. Um, did you know? Did you hear Jonathan Quick got hurt? <laughs> So he's day to day, and now oh Shirkin, my god, Shirkin is hurt already. And what's crazy to me right. is you would you would think that if Shosturkin was injured, that the Rangers would be they were done. And I know they're not I know. They very good. Jack Campbell, the Edmonton Oilers are in a complete meltdown mode. Right. I really wonder what the future holds for Connor McDavid at Edmonton. I think that he is. I would he not wants out. He wants he, out. If he pulled the plug at some point. Um, and Jack Campbell gets released, goes through waivers, and uh, nobody nobody goes. Nobody up. bites. So 
that goes to show you what the league thinks of Jack Campbell right now. Um, Kyle, let's talk. Am I better now? You're great. Okay, great. Go ahead. Um, (laughs) We're about to do Uncle Phil's billion-dollar picks. But first, let's talk about this parlay (laughs) that was – did you did you show your dad the parlay that got sent around the world? Can you explain <laughs> to our listeners what you what you did. All right, so obviously it's it's no secret that I'm a degenerate. Um, so uh, I do all kinds of you know wacky bets, and I uh, follow a I follow a bunch of betting Instagrams, uh, social medias. Uh, one of them is BR Betting. They got like. Uh, you know, like uh, 1.3 million or something like that followers. So that's one, probably the biggest betting account that I follow. And they're constantly posting uh, people's tickets and stuff like that. So um, it was two weeks ago. You now um, I did a first, ten, a first touchdown scorer parlay. So I did um, Jaleel McLaughlin of the Denver Broncos to score. I did uh, – who was the other one that I did? It was Jaleel McLaughlin. Um, it was Travis Eddine, and it was Deonta Foreman. So Travis Eddine was the 1 o'clock game for the Jags. Um, he ended up scoring the first touchdown in the game in like the third quarter because they didn't even have any touchdowns. So that hits. 4 o'clock game goes – um, and my normal routine is I like to go and just veg out on my couch and sit on my phone and look at my bets on FanDuel and watch football for seven hours uninterrupted. My girlfriend asked me to go to ShopRite and go grocery shopping at four o'clock when the four o'clock games hit. Mm-hmm. And um, so I'm in ShopRite and I see Jaleel McLaughlin scores the first touchdown for the Denver Broncos versus the Chiefs game. So it was those three picks, Foreman, McLaughlin, and Eddieine. It was a hundred dollars to win sixty-two thousand. So I'm not. what's that? No, go ahead. I'm sorry. Go ahead. Uh, so Finish. so uh, so it was a hundred dollars to win sixty-two thousand. So when the second one hits, I automatically start freaking out. That the you know the third one was Deonta Foreman in the Chargers and the Bears game, which was going to be at eight o'clock that night. I start freaking out in ShopRite. I'm like, oh, my God, I'm going to get 25. They might even give me a $30,000 cash out. You know what I mean? They're going to have to give me a cash out for sure. And uh, so I'm freaking out in ShopRite. And she's like, what are you doing? I was in the dairy aisle, jumping up and down. Clean up in the dairy aisle. (laughs) (laughs) Like I just won. And so so my service goes out in the ShopRite and Fisher Boulevard there in Tom's River. And I now have to go to the parking lot. I look up. They're giving me a fucking $2,000 cash out. So out of for a $62,000 pay, I was like, this is bullshit. I'm not, I'm not cashing out for two G's. Why didn't I cash out? Well, first of all, because I'm a degenerate, but second of all, I already had a, I already had a parlay earlier in the year that I did um, the first, uh, the first games of the NHL season. It was a five team parlay. I hit four legs of it. And then I also threw in there the, not the winter classic, but whatever the, the game is for the Oilers versus the Calgary uh, Flames, the outdoor game. And I had uh, the Oilers to win uh, by two. I knew they were going to win by two. 
they already hit that night. So there was no way I was going to cash out. So, um, so I messaged BR betting, the bottom line messaged them, um, my, a screenshot of my bet. And they were like, Hey, can we, they're like, wow, can we use this? And I said, yeah, go ahead. And they're like, we can post it. We'll tag you. I said, no problem. So they posted it on their page and they said, uh, this better needs one more first touchdown, you know, for 62,000 and all the comments <laughs> cash out, cash out. Cash <laughs> out. <laughs> and so I was like, this is not a good sign. But so they're like, cash out, cash out. And, um, you know, one guy was like, if this guy's betting a hundred dollars on a three team first touchdown parlay, he's not cashing out. He's a degenerate. <laughs> <laughs> and so like I started responding to the comments because then a lot of other people were like, "This is a fake ticket. This, this, you know, this is this is bullshit. This isn't real." And I was like, "Guys, this is real. Okay, I'm the guy. I posted it. You know." And uh, so anyway, now the game now the game starts right, and I need Deonta Foreman, the running back for the Chicago Bears, to score the first touchdown of the game. Bears get the ball. Okay, kick off. Get the ball. They get it on their twenty. First play of the game, they throw a bomb to – I forget who it was, but they throw a bomb. He catches it on the 30 of the Chargers, okay, and he's not even down. They He catch he caught it, and he like – you know, he caught it, and then he, I guess, stumbled a little bit and did like a forward somersault, and he was still up. He thought the play was blown dead. He went down to the 15-yard line. They brought it back to the 30. So it actually should have been at the 15-yard line, okay? Refs brought it back to the 30, and then, you know, they did like like two plays, two running plays. He got stopped, and then they had a sack, and then they ended up actually punting. But the point is, is that if they would have never stopped it, and they would have – if he would have got to the 15, probably would have scored. Probably would have scored. I was losing it in my house. I was like, I'm going to win. <laughs> so. Yeah. And it's like, and then the Bears threw 17 interceptions on the same drive. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> exactly. Exactly. And then the charges went down. And, and it's funny because all the comments were like, stupid pick, idiot. Eckler's going to score his first touchdown. This is all before the game starts. And I'm like, there's, there's, there's no way. No, no. And Eckler scored the first touchdown. Of so. course he did. Uh, yeah. It is what it is. It's a great story. It's whatever, though. Story of my life. <laughs> well, so. uh, speaking of that, let's get into it. Uncle Phil Mickelson's billion dollar picks. <laughs> All right. So we went into last week. We were seven and five down 155 bucks. I liked Buffalo at Toronto, but I wasn't sure after the performance Buffalo put up the other night. They ended up going on and winning Buffalo. My picks were Tampa over Ottawa, plus 100. That hit. Carolina over the Islanders, minus 120. That hit. I had Montreal and St. Louis in the under. I lost that one, minus 20. And then we gave you Fresno State, bet the house, bet the fam, bet the farm uh, over Boise State. That's one of Patty's picks that also hit. So we actually, we're talking 10 and 6. And we're up 45 bucks. We dug ourselves out of that awful hole. And we got four picks for you for tomorrow night. We got a full slate of hockey on Thursday. First one. 
Lou must go. Islander fans are up in rage. They want Lou Lamorello fired. They just had the lightest attendance in the history of um, their new arena, which has only been a couple of years. But uh, Boston comes into t- actually the Islanders go to Boston, and Boston's been on fire. They look they look very good despite losing Krejci and Bergeron. Um, I like Boston minus one sixty six over the New York Islanders. Second game. Vancouver is coming into Ottawa. Vancouver looks really good. Vancouver looks like this year's devil. You know what I mean? Um, And Ottawa can't get out of its own way. Constant drama. Um, Someone posted Ottawa is the Kardashians of the NHL. It's like there's always something going on with Ottawa. Ottawa is playing tonight in Toronto. Toronto needs a win. That's going to be a hard game. Um, and I, I like Vancouver tomorrow night. Minus 118. I like the value a lot. So I got Vancouver. Um, who's been a bigger disappointment than the Edmonton Oilers? I mean, the Edmonton Oilers and just god-awful. There's only one team that really has been more disappointing than them, and there was nobody had anything going with them, and that's the San Jose Sharks. San Jose Sharks might be the worst team in the history of the NHL. That's... And I'm not even trying to be funny. I'm actually That's dead. a tough take. <laughs> that, no, they, they just won, won their one first game. game. It's yeah. like they are historically bad. They're letting up eight, ten goals. It's like, you know, you got Mackenzie Blackwood. Um, but Edmonton goes to San Jose tomorrow. The over-under is seven. Edmonton can't get a save. San Jose can't get a save. I like over seven at minus 102. And then the last game, so there's four games. And then in the last game, we got Pittsburgh um, flies out to the West Coast to play the Kings, who the Kings are a pretty well-rounded team. And I like the value at minus 125, so I got the Kings. So my picks are... For tomorrow night, we got the Boston Bruins minus 166, the Vancouver Canucks minus 118 coming off of a back-to-back. Edmonton and San Jose over seven goals total, minus 102. And Pittsburgh at the Kings, I got the Kings minus 125. What do you um, think about that, Uncle Phil? Uncle Philly. Uncle Philly, my ass. All right. Take (laughs) it easy, pal. Um, (laughs) So... We, uh, we get the um, Washington Capitals at home on Friday. The Devils need to get their head out of their ass, and they need to play with a little bit of structure. Um, otherwise, it's, it's going to be more of the same. Washington came into Jersey and pushed them around um, not too long ago. And uh, I don't know. Do you guys have any, any final thoughts on um, – Anything at all? The upcoming game or anything like that? I, uh, I'm hoping a rebound. A rebound's on the way. I'm hoping that they they learn from this avalanche uh, loss. That you know, look out for Tom Wilson. I think that um, I think that they're also going to rebound. I think they're going to get together and they're going to have a strong game. The Capitals suck. Um, I mean, we made them look good, but uh, they really are not that great of a team. They're uh, almost just as bad as San Jose. So I think we're going to come out and we're going to have a strong game against them. 
And I think a couple of guys are going to get on the board that we need to get on the board. Hopefully Palat, um, maybe McLeod get back on the board there. And um, we'll see what happens. Yeah, it'll be good to have the boys home after a four-game first uh, road trip of the season, four games on the road. And they did all right. And to be honest with the way that they played so far, uh, I think they're lucky to have the record that they have right now. They have not been good five-on-five, and that's something that I hope to see a little improvement on moving forward. Um, Agreed. And I will say one more thing is um, in regard to Uncle Phil's picks, I got – this is just real quick. I give you my one parlay is the Tampa Bay Lightning, the Boston Bruins, the Detroit Red Wings, minus one and a half, the Winnipeg Jets, minus one and a half, and the Minnesota Wild to beat the Rangers at the Garden. That is a $100 bet will win you 2900 And let me add on top onto that that the Rangers – are playing way above their means. They're not this good. They're not going to stay this good. They're not this good. And uh, that's it. Panarin's playing great. Kreider's playing great. Uh, they're clicking, but they're just, they're not as good as they're playing. So. Yeah, I think we all agree. Fuck the Rangers. So, yeah. Um, Absolutely. Yeah. So I think the, I think the Wild, they're going to come in and, uh, and I think the Wild, they're going to come in and, and uh, beat them tomorrow. Well, well, uh, they're bringing up. I think they're on to Louis Domingue and um, and Halak. I think Halak. They they signed Halak. So, I mean, goddamn, that's pretty thin in goal. Um, it's thin. It's they, thin. They're they're begging to have Shesterkin back, but not for nothing. Every game that they win, where Shesterkin is out, that's it's a just it's huge, a huge, plus. huge win. Yeah, free money to them. So, um, cool. You guys, you uh, Kyle, thanks for coming on, dude. Uh, Absolutely, always, brother. If you want to come on, you let me know. And then okay. uh, give me a buzz. I'll be up at the game on Friday. Dad, thanks for uh, thanks for hopping on. You've been Got listening it. to the Trap Podcast. My name is Bill Botch. Make sure that you hit subscribe, like, comment. Um, and I appreciate everybody listening. And uh, we'll talk soon. Take it easy. Peace. Oh, girls, I love you, boyfriend. I'm Platinum 
gun, son, aim for the sky. Ice on my bullet, you die as soon as I pull it. Willies wanna rub shoulders, your money's too young. See me when it gets older, your bank account grow up. Mine's is one zero 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 old up. Damn near out the rear trunk when I roll up. Motai till I close up, it's all basic. I've been spending hundreds since they had small faces. Yeah. Rob your stash house, doubled out down in Vegas. Me and JD got it locked crazy. Where you at, haters? Jaguar switching four lanes from top down, screaming out money in the thing. Bubble hard in the double law, flashing the rings with the window crack. Holler back, money ain't a thing. Jigga, I don't like it if it don't gleam, gleam in the hell with the price, cause the money ain't a thing. Put it down hard for my dogs that's locked in the thing. When you hit the bricks, new with money ain't a thing. Y'all wanna floss with us? Cause all across the board, we burn it up. Drop a little paper, baby, toss it up. Slacking on your pimpin', turn it up. See the money in the bank. Cake thick, I live the life. Eating crab, watching bitches shake shit all night. I make the big moves, do the big things. Take small groups, turn them into big names. The big dog with the big change. Frost bit brace, let the match. Can't say I'm the shit, man. The type of nigga that you need in your crew. The type of dude that'll do shit you won't do. Can't do, get more burn than a candle. Too hot to hold, too much to handle. In the black sea low. He know if she look, she go bye-bye with Dada And I ain't gotta say no more I'm the truth like AI Got the proof and stay fly In the safest shit you could never buy Know why? Cause I write the songs that the whole world sing I don't know about y'all, but every night I swing The Ferrari and Jaguar